Pretty Suited Podcast, where career meets culture. It's your girl, Lauren A., and we are 10 episodes in. Let's just do a round of applause. 10 episodes, 10 episodes. I am so happy about that. Um, I'm actually excited to just keep going. I know 10 episodes seem like a small feat, but it's not, especially for a person who, you know, doesn't really like being in front of the camera, but I really am appreciating, you know, continuing on with the podcast. Um, this has just been great. It's been a ride. I appreciate all of the support that I've been getting so far, the views, the comments, um, all that good stuff you know I've started you know Instagram page for Pretty Suited I have my website the blog prettysuited.com um, I also have a, a Pinterest page, so follow that as well. Um, and let's just keep the ball going. Um, I did want to make a plug though. I posted sometime earlier about the possibility of starting an Amazon AMP radio station on some days, making it a regular thing. You know, I think I'm going to start with one radio show, see how I like it, see how it goes, you know, the flow of it. And then I'll continue on with, you know, maybe a weekly uh, radio show. Cause as you know, I love music. I can't say that enough. That's definitely a part of this whole thing, especially with the tune of the week. But I also want to make it like a regular thing. You know, I have my playlist, uh, my commute playlist that is posted on my YouTube page and my Spotify page that has just a few little new school tunes, you know, for your commute. But I want to make radio shows as well to kind of um, have different kind of moves. So it could be R&B, it could be pop, it could be, you know, whatever mood that I'm feeling. I, I make stuff for the demographic of, you know, late 20s to you know, early 40s, where I feel like we have similar things in common as far as our music taste, what we grew up on, you know, and what we like to see and hear. So that's my goal is to make content for this demographic. Um, so tune in to my AMP radio show. I am so excited to be sharing that with you guys and y'all could come in and I might um, have some dialogue with me talking, you know, live and streaming, um, as well as maybe invite some people onto the show as well to you know talk about some stuff that you might be on your mind you know what's on your mind so we'll see about that um I'm I'm thinking I'm going to do it but you know just let, let me know what you think in the comments and um we'll go from there okay Cool. For our 10th episode, I really want to delve into the topic of knowing your time, like knowing when it's your time to step forward, knowing when it's your time to do something new. I think it's important for anybody to know, okay, this is where I move forward and this is where I fall back. You know what I'm saying? Because if you step into something before it's your time, it may not succeed. I know how many times have you have tried to do something and it just wasn't the right time. You know, try to step into a career role. You try to step into a relationship, whatever it is. Like, it's like, okay, this may not be the right time either because I'm not ready or the situation is not ready for me. You know, and that's a hard pill to swallow. A lot of times we go into our big money bag and our self-centered narcissistic bag, you know, which sometimes it's necessary to kind of pump yourself up to do something, but it can be a little deflating when you step into something knowing that you finna knock it out of the park, but it just doesn't turn out. Either you don't get the position or the relationship fails or whatever the case may be because it just wasn't the right time. I'm just gonna tell a quick story. One time 
I was going for a job. It was something that I really, really wanted. Like I've said in previous episodes, you know, I have worked in healthcare for a very long time, but I got the chance to be an educator. So they called me in for the interview. I spoke with the, you know, director and she was just all gung ho. Yeah, sure. You sound like a great fit, all that good stuff. She was like, yeah, come in for the second interview, come up to the office and you'll do, you know, we'll do a second interview with the staff. You know, they do a round table and all that good stuff. And the email, after that first interview I wrote to her and I was just asking for more details about the second interview if I needed to bring a teaching demonstration if I needed to bring any kind of documents with me or anything like that just because I like to be prepared right so I show up to the second interview and I think I'm knocking it out of park you know I am talking with them I am cracking jokes you know and then finally towards the end she's like so are you ready for your teaching demonstration I'm like, teaching demonstration? And mind you, I never received any email back from the woman. That email that I sent out, I never received the email back uh, regarding a teaching demonstration, a topic, or anything like that. But knowing me, I usually show up to interviews with some kind of jump drive just in case they may need, you know, a resume or cover letter to print it out and things like that. Um, And then also, too, I just so happen to have an old PowerPoint presentation that I had from a previous educator role on this jump drive. So I was like, okay, I know she didn't tell me that I needed a teacher demonstration. She didn't get back back to me, but I have one on my jump drive just in case, right? Just because if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready, right? So I give her a jump drive and say, hey, you know, I have something on my, my thing just in case. Although you didn't get back to me, Because I did politely let her know. So I remember I emailed you and I didn't receive a response. She was like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I was supposed to get you back with you. If you don't have it, that's okay. You know, we'll do it for another day and things like that. So I'm like, no, it's okay. I have one, you know, on my jump drive. I'll give it to you, you know. So I gave her my jump drive to put in her computer so she could project it onto the projector. Guys, what happened? I could not have prepared for it, okay? She sticks the jump drive in her laptop and you know how when you stick a jump drive into a computer, you know, the the files pop up or even just your jump drive name pops up, all that, right? Nothing happened. Mind you, I've had this jump drive for years, okay? Not even a thing. So the person, other person who was sitting there was like, well, let me try it on my computer. She takes it out, puts it in her computer. Nothing came up on her screen. So I'm like, what is going on? Like, I must have something in my email. Maybe I can email it to you. Like, I'm trying to really do this presentation because I didn't want that to be a notch on me that I didn't have a presentation ready, even though, again, she did not give me any details about any kind of presentation, but whatever, I digress. So I'm like, what is going on? Like, it's just not working. So finally, the woman, the director was like, well, it's okay, it's okay. You know, we'll call you in for the third interview and you could do it for, on, on the third interview. It's totally okay because I, I did not get back to you. It's totally fine. So I leave there, although optimistic, but just a little deflated, you know? And I'm like, why didn't this jump drive work? Like I have never had any problems with it. You know what I'm saying? Like that was just like a freak thing. So I look at the jump drive, I'm expecting it. And y'all, you know, when you buy something, like whether it's some shoes or um, something in a box or a bag that it normally has like those little packets with the beads in them, to kind of keep it fresh or whatever they do, but they have little little gel beads that come in a white packet normally. 
So apparently one of those things burst where I kept my jump drive and one of the pebbles got stuck in the freaking opening of the jump drive. So that's why it wasn't going in all the way and reading it because there was a pebble in the back that was preventing it from going in all the way. Like what the f like what kind of freak accident is that? What kind of freak situation is that? So guys, of course, they did not call me back for that third interview. <laughs> I'm in the car like you you playing, right, God? You playing. You playing. Cause there's no way in the world that out of any situation that could ever happen during an interview that I really wanted, a pebble got stuck in the jump drive. So anyways, but in my mind, I'm like, that had to have been divine intervention. And y'all, and no lie, full transparency, three days, three to four days after my interview, the position for both of the chicks that was in the office was up on Indeed. I was like, so the girl who was in the office, she must have put her two weeks notice in either the same day that I had my interview or the day after for them to post her position on Indeed. And let me tell you something. It was so many positions for that place open that it got me to wondering that there had to have been some kind of divine intervention to keep me from working there. Because before I show up, I always say to God, I say, look, if it's not mine, I don't want it point blank and period. If it's not mine, I don't want it. If I'm asking these things and it doesn't happen, then I got what I asked for. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to bring up this point because at times you feel like, dang, I should have got that position or dang, you know, we should have worked out. But it really is, you know, if you are asking for the right things to come your way and it's something doesn't happen for you, that could be the door closing on a distraction. That could be a door closing on a bad opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Making way for something that is supposed to happen. Something that is in your favor. Something that is destined for your purpose. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's, you know, we have to be appreciative of the things that don't happen because it may have been in our best interest for it not to happen. That director could have been a B-I-T-C-H, you know, that, that she could have been a micromanager, you know, they could have been playing with my money, you know, it could have been a bad situation and me not, that little pebble could have saved me a lot of time and a lot of frustration, okay? I wanted to hone in on this topic because, you know, I saw a clip from Cam Newton's Freaky Friday. Cam Newton is another person who definitely is aware of when is his time and when it's not his time, right? You know, Cam Newton was a famous NFL player on the Carolina Panthers and he went on a couple of other teams, but he just had so much flair and kind of just a, a different kind of way of approaching things, you know, as a, as a football player that a lot, it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And so now he's pivoting in this space of podcasting and, you know, content creation that he is now interviewing so many different artists, so many different, you know, um, influencers and creators that I think that he realizes that this is his time to do something else. And so he recently had Suki Hana, Lord bless her heart. She is such a character. She is a female rapper who, you know, basically 
it has no filter. Like, you know, if you know Suki's music, if you've heard a song or two from her, you know that she has no filter. But she surprised me on this on this episode with Cam and she described perfectly how I've been feeling lately, especially with that Pebble incident. Check this out. Can you say you have real friends in the industry? No, I don't. But how could you say it's that? politics? I know the game. I know the streets. So like nobody can't run one over me because everybody got their time. Ooh. So it is what it is. Like, it's politics. I can't get mad, oh, because I can't get in this place. I can't get mad because I'm not invited to this industry party. Everybody got their time, you know, and I know my real friend is God. Right. So me and him right here, we know when we're going to get there. Why if I connected? We connected. So, like, I'm not even really eager to be in places that I'm not invited. Ooh. If I'm not invited, I'm not supposed to be there. I absolutely loved what she said, okay? And I know Sukihana, she's a character, I know, but don't miss the message because you're looking at the messenger. Sometimes you just can't be mad if something doesn't go your way. You know, we all want things to go our way. Yeah, I wanted to go to that party. Yeah, I wanted to meet this person. You could be in a space where you think that you're ready for it, but you're not right? We don't want to think that way. We want to think that we can knock anything out of the park. We want to think that we are all of that, right? Let's think about it in relationship terms. You may be still healing from a past trauma, a childhood trauma. You stepping into a new relationship before you have fully healed from that situation, you're going to carry that baggage into the relationship. So that person who was doing all the right works to try to heal themselves and to love upon you, you know, you're self-sabotaging the situation just because you weren't ready the relationship could have flourished could have flourished at the right time but because you know one person or both parties were not ready for it yet then it just didn't manifest the way it was supposed to if you guys decide to come back and try again later then that's cool too but at that moment you just were not ready for that um, same thing with a career. If you want to be manager or director or a physician or whatever, you have to go through the right steps in order to get to that leadership role. You can slap the title on anybody and call any Tom, Dick or Harry the manager. But are, is he really the manager though? Does he really know how to manage anything? Does she really know how to be a director? The answer is no, especially if that person hasn't gained much experience in the role. You know what I'm saying? So for example, you can't jump to the manager of McDonald's if you don't know what it's like to be on the fries. I mean, you probably could, right? The manager may have a bachelor's degree or an associate's degree or whatever. But if he doesn't know how to really fully work the system, what it's like to operate the store and and what it's like to operate people, to manage people, it's going to be a long day. <laughs> a very difficult time for that person to try to be a manager. It is. So while it may sound good, yeah, I want to be the manager. I want to be the director. I want to do all these things. It may sound great, but you don't want to step in the role before your time, period. You want to gain the experience. You want to know what it's like. You want to shadow, you want to be mentored, you want to do all these things and then step into the role and then that way you're able to have a greater success. 
Because if not, if you start working and doing things prematurely, because we all, we all know this is the age of instant access. This is the age of instant success, right? You can be making a million dollars openness and presence on YouTube. Okay. It's not, you know, we, we already know what's going on. So the instant gratification that people are seeing, they makes people want to be successful a lot faster than what they should be. And that instant gratification, that microwave sensation can be detrimental because unfortunately, if you don't get see the huge number of following and huge success and huge, you know, uh, compensation, you know, financially, then you're ready to just throw in the towel rather than actually putting the work in to get ready mentally and, you know, skillfully. So that way you can be the boss that you need to be. That's all I'm saying. I just feel like, you know, Suki made a great point about I don't want it when it's too soon. When it's my time, I'm going to do my thing because there's a real value, guys. It's real value in in the journey. It's a real value in the journey, guys. I know getting to that finish line is like just what everybody wants, right? But it's value just picking up those nuggets, those gems from different experiences. So that way you could just put them in your pocket and then you're better off later on versus you just jump into the head to the finish line and you missed all that stuff along the way. And now you're looking around just looking for help every five minutes because you don't really know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? So just take some appreciation in the journey just a little bit. So that way, you know, you can be a better success because it's nothing like you being able to be approached with a situation or a problem and you know how to deal with it because you've done it before. Oh my gosh, that's a great sensation. That's a great feeling. Because even when you become a manager, head honcho, CEO, or whatever the case may be, you still have a lot to learn. You never stop learning. Always be a student. Even if your circumstance started off with you had little to nothing, you being able to pick up experiences can help you later on. And that is totally the case in this next clip where um, a guy named Wallow, I don't know if you're familiar with Wallow, but he is a part of a million dollars worth of game with Gilly the Kid. Um, And they just have a dynamic duo. I think they're cousins and they're just absolutely hilarious. But Gilly, I mean, but Wallow says something that was so profound um, in this clip. So just check this out. One of the greatest things I did, I made a million dollars. I'll probably make millions off was for free. You was there. She called me, she said, Wallow, I think I got something for you. I said, how much they, how much they charging me, man? I mean, I mean, how much I'm getting? She said, yeah, you're going to do a TED Talk. I said, what? How much are they giving me? She said, Wallow, Wallow, this is going to be for you. I said, what you mean it's going to be for me? How much they giving me? I'm popping. I need some money. Right? <laughs> he said, listen, Wallow, I'm going to put you on this TED Talk. I don't have no money for you, but I got a hotel for you. So I said, all right, cool. I went and did the TED Talk. I lost count of how many bookings I got from that speech. He said, he said, I'm popping. I need some money. Okay. You know, you, you know your worth, right? I said last week, you have to know your worth. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. But in the situation that he was in, he was in jail for 20 years. You know, 20 years for, I believe he had a lot of um, small crimes when it comes to robbery or, or a burglary or things like that um, back in Philly. So he went to jail for 20 years. He did his time, very remorseful about it, learned a lot in prison, but he came out and he completely turned his situation around. Okay. He became a motivational speaker. He became a, a social media influencer where he's just, you know, speaking positive things. You know, he kind of did a complete 180 from what his, in 
his past life. So with that being said, you know, when he came out and his, I guess, agent or manager gave him this opportunity, he thought that, you know, I'm coming out, I'm popping now, I deserve to get paid for it. And that's fine. But he also understood the opportunity that this can be for him. He would have cut his whole hand off if he would have said, no, I'm not doing it without a check. He would have completely limited his growth if he let his ego predict his situation at that time. Because he probably was getting paid for gigs. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? To talk to this person, to talk to this school, to talk to prison, to do ads and all that. He probably was getting paid for it at the time. However, he understood that this TED Talk would put him in the room of people that he can network with, that can get him greater gigs, that can make him visually seen to more people. Like he understood the opportunity in front of him and he took that. He put his ego to the side and he took it for what it was. And it made him so much more popular and so much more money on the back end. Be aware of what's going on around you and understand the situation for what it is. Yes, you do need to get paid for things. Yes, you are capable. Yes, you're talented. But which situation calls for me to be a bit more flexible than I normally am? Okay, like if you're normally saying, no, I want my money. I want it now with the back end. That's fine. If you move that way, that's completely fine. But there are certain circumstances where you know that this is for a look. This is for me to be in the room that I need to be in. You know what I'm saying? Don't let nobody play you. Of course not. Don't let nobody take, you know, don't let nobody take advantage of you. Of course not. But you have to be mindful of every situation ain't a bag monetarily, but it's a bag in some kind of way. That bag could be the knowledge. That bag could be the exposure. That bag could be the input. That bag could represent a lot of different things. So, you know, just take a step back and see which situation calls for your ego to step forward and which calls for you to show up in a different way because you know, you know later on that it's going to pay off. So I thought that was just a great clip because it pretty much summed up when it's your time, it's your time. And you got to make the most of that time because if not, and you're just throwing it away, as we can see with, the, you know, with the, you know, basketball player, John Morant, this is right on topic with, you know, what is going on with him. This guy literally had a max contract, 23 years old. And had pretty much the NBA all eyes on him. Like he was like, he's an upcoming, very talented, very skillful basketball player. And you're kind of not taking advantage of this time like you're supposed to. You just got a Nike deal, all these things. And you're jeopardizing your situation for your ego. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to crap on him. I'm not going to, you know, talk bad about him because, you know, there's plenty of people doing that. There's plenty of people talking bad about him. But what I'm saying is that you don't want to, you know, throw away all that you've worked hard for, for something so small as your ego. And so that's, that's why I think it's important for you to recognize when your moment is, take advantage of that, think smart and just be successful, you know, because when it's not your time, when your time is over, when it's time for them to pivot on to the newest thing or the hottest thing after you, 
then you cannot feel regretful because you took advantage of your time. You know what I'm saying? Or you're able to mentor other people into doing things because you already kind of experienced these things. You've gathered so many gems and now you could pay it forward to the next generation. So that's all I'm saying. Um, um, I think that's not talked about enough. I think what was talked about too much is just how big you can get. Oh, get the bag, get the bag, get the bag. But nobody really stops and talk about know when it's your time and prepare for your time. You know what I'm saying? So now we're going to get into our watch list of the week. So this week's watch list of the week comes from another brother who recognized when it was his time. Okay. He goes by the name of Michael B. Jordan. Creed 3 just came out and I was the first one in the theaters. Okay. On Friday to go see it. And let me tell you, that movie was pretty good. I'm not going to lie to you. For this to be Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut, I think was absolutely amazing. Like he did a fantastic job as a director. I feel, you know, people don't realize how difficult it is for you to be a director and a star in a movie. Like you have to have a good team for you to be able to not only direct the scene, but also act in the scene. Okay. So you're doing a lot of back and forth and then you also have to have a good, you know, director of photography. You have to have a good camera operator and plenty of people to kind of know your vision, because if not, then it's really not going to really come out the way you wanted it. If you were just behind the camera, I like this anime influence and I like the way that he was able to incorporate a lot of slow-mo, some CGI, as well as, you know, just some sentimental moments in the movie. I think Jonathan Majors did a fantastic job um at his uh, just invoking emotion just in everything that he does I think he does a great job of just he could stand still and look at you and it just be so much emotion in, in that look like he's great at that I mean real thespian okay <laughs> like with his daughter being hearing impaired I think was fantastic because they got to represent that community and just all of that good stuff I think it was a great film and you know to get back on topic of knowing your time Jonathan Majors came out of jail. He waited, okay? He waited a good 17, was it 17 years? He waited to get back at Michael B. Jordan for, you know, pretty much taking a large part of his life. So you're talking about waiting on your time. He waited, okay? But also, not just the fact that he waited, but he said, look, I'm already the greatest. I'm already better than you. I've been doing this before you and I'm going to be the heavyweight champion of the world right now. So it's like, okay, sir, I understand you did 20 years, but Michael B. Jordan was like, I'm still that dude. Okay. I've been the champion before and I can still do it. Don't play with it. Okay. <laughs> so that's what I appreciated about that because while yes, he, he was in jail for 20 years. Yes. He was getting prison swole, you know, all he wanted to, but you, once you have skill, real skill, real training, real, you know, actual life experiences as a boxer, nothing can replace that. You know what I'm saying? And his technical skill and his just innate ability to win triumphed in the end. So, yeah, yeah you, you got the prison swole thing going on and even the size because we all see that Jonathan Majors was huge in this movie. OK, everybody thought that he was just going to just kill, you know, anything that came in his path. But nothing can replace the actual journey. 
Nothing can replace the actual climb. That's why I was saying appreciate the journey because that climb to the top, it's not just a hardships and everything that we, you know, that people just want you to go through. No, it's actual things in there that make you a better player, a better person, a better whatever and fill in the blank. And I also want to say too, in that movie, of course, you know, it's going to be a Creed four, five and six. Okay. Cause I think they're setting it up for some other things, but I ain't gonna lie. I hope that him and Jonathan become friends cause they were, you know, it was cute. Their little brotherhood, you know, situation, you know, Jonathan had that chip on his shoulder for a long time. And hopefully once he got his behind beat, he could just, you know, get rid of it and they could be friends again. Cause they'll be cute. <laughs> I know that's such a girly thing to say, but them two together. Oh yeah. Let me just move on <laughs> for our tune of the week. I wanted to point out one of my favorite guy groups and that is they. So it's kind of like a him, her, they situation going on, but you know, the, the group is called they, and they have a song that they just came out with. Um, with Young Blue called In The Mood. I've been a fan for they for the past year or so now. Um, once I heard their mixtape called The Amanda Tape. I think it was a mixtape or EP called The Amanda Tape. I play, I put it on my commute playlist and there's just one of my favorite um, projects in the past couple years. And so once I heard that tape, I was hooked on them. So when I saw that this song came out this past week, I was like, oh, yep, that's going on the playlist. <laughs> so um, I've been playing that. Um, it's very chill, just like most of their songs. It's very Cali, top back, vibey kind of thing. Like I said, this year I'm on a whole different vibe. And I think this goes perfectly with that. Um, you can definitely check it out. It's on DSPs. Um, and it's called In the Mood with Young Blue. So check it out. So that brings us to the end again. So thank you again for tuning in. Make sure you guys like, share, and subscribe, you know, and look out for the AMP radio shows that I'll be doing. Like I said, um, I'm super excited to share some of my playlists with you guys. Uh, check out the website at prettysuited.com. Um, engage with the Pinterest as well as the IG. And I'll see you guys again soon. Bye. Bye.